Hey, it's Matt Bovee from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other tasks that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too, on demand, so it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the holiday with your friends, family. Hopefully you had a good meal and you did not have to stress out at all about the Bills game. It was carefree. It was just how we thought it was going to go. The Bills (laughs) sneak out a 28 to 25 win over the Detroit Lions, but they did enough to get the win. This is Matt Bove, joined as always by Sal Capaccio on another episode of It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. Sal. Happy Thanksgiving to you. We're recording this on Friday morning. We're back from Detroit. We've mm-hmm. been there a lot these last couple of days. It's been crazy, huh? Yeah, I'm glad to see you're already back. You know that I get back pretty quickly. I'm uh, uh, able to fly back with the team. And, you know, it's really nice to kind of get back, especially on a day like Thanksgiving, especially on when you can, you know, just kind of kick back and relax, get your work done and enjoy the rest of the uh, weekend, right? So that was great. I'm glad you're back already because I know that. Um, it was, it's not as easy for you sometimes. Did you drive? Did you fly? Yeah, no, I drove. So we probably were on the road by six 30. So basically okay. we have newscasts at five o'clock and six o'clock. So we needed to take care of everything before that six o'clock hour. But then there's a gap between the six and the 11 o'clock newscast. So mm-hmm. then we recorded some stuff and we were editing while we were on the road. So I, I got back probably last night around ten forty-five or so. So not absolutely terrible. What time did you guys get back on the plane? That's what I want to know. Uh, we landed at about uh, a little after 7 p.m. Wow. So, like, you, <laughs> did you actually get, like, the Thanksgiving experience? Well, not really. Um, I did, you know, while there with, you know, you guys just kind of hanging out and getting some, um, you know, in the press box. But after the game, the Detroit people, that we always get fed on the bus ride to the airport. Like, you get stuff on the way out, the team, the players, whatever. There's always food, whether it's pizza or burgers or something to eat, to go on the bus to the plane. And they had a very nice Turkey meal for us that we had. And it was really good uh, stuffing and mashed potatoes and Turkey and ham. So I had that, but by the time I got home, which I think is what you're more referring to my wife, believe it or not, was still at my cousin's house where they go to watch games, big bills fans. And I got home before her, like they were there all day. (laughs) And, and she's like, yeah, I'm still out here at, at Sandy's house, my cousin. And I said, just bring me home a plate. So she brought me home a plate, which was great. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to do Thanksgiving today, basically with like my family, my parents and stuff, just because yesterday was obviously such a crazy chaotic day. Yeah. But we'll say Detroit, if they're going to play on Thanksgiving, I'll take Detroit over the other options just because it is pretty convenient and quick and easy to get to. But I mean, come on at this point, they've won them three out of the last four times they've played in every time slot. If you're going to put them on Thanksgiving, put them in this, the eight twenty time slot at home. Like that would be a absolute party in Orchard Park. It would, but it would be a much longer day for all of us, believe it or not, though, wouldn't it? Well, I think I would probably. Yes, it would. I think I would probably make some sacrifice. I would 
probably try and do Thanksgiving early and then head into work at like four or five o'clock or something yeah. like that. Quite frankly, I would just like them to stop playing on Thanksgiving. I actually <laughs> joked with uh, Brandon Bean on the sideline yesterday. We, you know, we're just chatting and, you know, we were wishing each other happy Thanksgiving. And I told him, I was like, Hey, Brandon, when you guys weren't very good, you didn't play on Thanksgiving. So you've kind of ruined the holiday for all of us. <laughs> and he just kind of laughed and he was like, I, I like the trade-off. I, I like that we're yeah, playing yeah. on Thanksgiving. I was like, no, I totally get it. And yeah, yeah, I mean, three and oh now in these games. Yesterday was not pretty, but they got it done, Sal. They did enough. Yeah, which so it's really weird, right? Like I'm glad that we're doing this and I want to talk this through with you a little bit because I, I, I'm kind of like annoyed in some way, but also I get it and I shouldn't be annoyed. But I gotta tell you, so like I see on social media, and of course that we know that how that can go on social media sometimes, but also I've done radio spots this morning already. And it seems like, to me, Matt, like the story should be, the headline should be, the Bills gutted out another a win through these trying circumstances and had down a center, down a left tackle, down a middle linebacker, down two defensive ends, like as after, you know, Miller went out and Deion Dawkins went out and they came back and had this gutsy win. And wow, I can't believe they overcome it. But yet it seems like the first thing, for example, like I go on, our sister station on Odyssey WBEN. And the first thing out of their que- the question to me was, Hey, the bills played in- on Thanksgiving. I said, they won. The offense did not look good. Like, it's almost like that's the story instead of winning this game. And I don't think that's right. I think the story should be that the bills gutted out a victory here under trying circumstances. And Oh, by the way, we still have some issues with the offense or whatever. Yes, I think the story is absolutely that with 23 seconds left on the clock, yeah. the best player on the the two best players on the field went out and made a play that very few people in the league can make, and they did enough so to I'm get not away. Crazy and being a homer, I think in that right. No, I agree with you. I think that was the biggest storyline yesterday was that in the biggest moment, the Bills' best players stepped up at the end of the game, and I do think that there are other storylines to talk about, and we will. But at the end of the day, we are being incredibly critical about an offense that once again put up 28 <laughs> points. If 28 points is a a bad day, then I'd like to see them on a good day. That does not mean there are not reasons to be concerned because there are right that we'll talk about that. But I, I just Josh Allen in the biggest moment stepped up. That was clutch there. I, I said yesterday and you know, there's going to be people from other fan bases who disagree with this, who argue this, whatever. That's fine. It's just my opinion. I think there are three players in the league that can make the throw that he made yesterday to Stefan Diggs. It's Patrick Mahomes. It's Justin Herbert because he's got a crazy arm and it's Josh Allen. I think at one point in his career, Aaron Rodgers can make the throw, but not right now. I don't think any other quarterbacks can make that throw. And it was just an unbelievable catch from Stefan Diggs. And it wasn't even just that play. It was also the touchdown drive before that, where they were completely just Mm -hmm. abysmal in the second half. They didn't have anything going in the third quarter for a while. I mean, for those of you listening, The way it works, basically, we write a story for our website that gets published almost the second the game ends. So while the game is going on, I'm writing the story, and every once in a while, when crazy things happen, you delete it and you start over. So the story that I had written was the Bills' only points in the second half came off of an Ed Oliver safety They were shut out in the second half by the lions and they lost. That's what I wrote when the lions took the lead. And then the bills responded with the touchdown to Stefan Diggs. They took over that drive and then they went down the field again and they got in position for the field goal. So yeah, I I think sale the offense. There are some reasons to be concerned. The defense, there are some reasons to be concerned. The injuries are really starting to pile up. That is a big concern. 
but they still got a win on the road against a team that had won three games in a row with a boatload of injuries in a really hostile environment. They're eight and three. The way people are talking about this team, you would think they're three and eight and they're eight and three. Not to mention all the circumstances they had to overcome over a week period, right? Mm -hmm. To to the, the travel back and forth, the uncertainty of everything going on and their quarterback with an elbow injury that he's still managing. They've had they're like eight and three. They've had like one legit practice in the last yeah. two weeks. Matt, they're eight and three. They didn't get their eighth win of the year last year until week fourteen, game fourteen, week fifteen, game fourteen. They were seven and six. They were seven and four after eleven last year. They were seven and six. Like for example, so and and this is not meant to be a criticism. I love Jeremy's a great friend of mine, but like Jeremy White, he, he had a poll this morning that said, "What's wrong with the Bills' offense?" Essentially, and the, is it the OC? Is it Josh Allen's elbow? Is it and I want to say, I, I don't think anything's wrong with the offense. I think that they're making some critical mistakes. But to your point, to, for clarity, they scored 26 on offense yesterday, too. Or oh, yeah, offense, good, good point. Right? But that's good a, point. Yeah, I just want to make sure. But that's still not bad. But here's the other point. They still, since the bye, they've scored on over half of their possessions, half their drives. Do people realize how insane that is? Like they've gotten points on 52% of their drives. Thanks to Howard Simon for that stat. But Matt, they came into the game leading with 48% of their drives ending in points. The thing that's happening is they're still turning the ball over. Mm -hmm. Whose fault is that is a question. And that to me is Josh Allen's fault, but maybe the structure of the offense and things you can do differently. But again, a turnover in the red zone, they were three of four in the red zone, which is a very high percentage. It's very nice. 75%. But the one turnover, the one time they didn't make it was a turnover, which again, gets us back to what's been going on with the offense. Look, I'm not telling you everything's perfect with the offense. I do think Ken Dorsey at times still, I wanted to be a little more creative, do some different things. We saw Brian Dable do, but at the end of the day, their second in points scored their second in yards gained per game. I just don't see it. I don't see how it has to be the the story of, Oh my God, there's something fatally wrong with this offense. There's not. I, well, I agree with the fact that it's not the biggest story, but I disagree with, and I'm not saying that you're not, you're saying this, but I do think it's something to monitor and something that needs to be addressed because it does feel like something that I said yesterday when the bills went down was in years past, I would have had a hundred percent faith that they would go down the field and get points and win the game. And yesterday I did not feel that about the offense. It just looked like, everything was forced. Now they kind of proved my point on the first possession after the lions took the lead. I think they went three and out. Maybe they got one first down and then they had to punt it. Then they woke up with their last really full drive of the game before the one that they put themselves in position with to uh, kick the game winning field goal. But to me, the thing that's concerning about the offense is last year when they got into these little dry spells, it felt like Brian Dable always had like 10 or 15 plays that they just knew they could lean on that would work. And I don't think they have that right now. Mm. I think right now their identity of their offense is Josh Allen trying to find Stefan Diggs, but eventually you're going to go against an elite corner. You're going to go against a defense that has that figured out. And it's not like Stefan Diggs won't win half of those matchups, but you're going to need other guys to step up. I don't think the run game is incredibly threatening to anybody. I think Devin Singletary has done some nice things in the last couple of days. I'm never going to be, I've said it on the podcast, every episode, probably I'm never going to be the guy that says you need to run the ball more. You need to run the ball more, but it's circumstantial. If the game calls for it, you need to be able to run the ball. 
they haven't been utilizing Dawson Knox nearly enough. He had his best game six days ago in Detroit against the Browns, seven catches, 77 yards yesterday. I think he had two catches. One of them was great on the sideline, but it's just great crazy. Throw. It's it's crazy. I get home and I understand it's, it's not a fair comparison, but I'm watching the highlights of the Vikings game against the Patriots and it's Hunter Henry. It's TJ Hawkinson. It's these tight ends being involved in the red zone. And like, that was their bread and butter for a couple of years. It was Dawson Knox in the red zone. And now he's not targeted at all in the red zone. I think he might have, does he have one touchdown on the year? The one in Kansas city. Yeah. And that came maybe even just outside the red. zone. I was going to say, and that might've just been out three yard line or something, but if you make a great point, maybe Matt, that is part of the issues of the offense. The the issues with the offense are red zone and turnovers. Rather yes. than that, they're, they're they're good. They're 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 moving the ball now. They did have some struggles yesterday early on. They went three and out. They had a couple other extra punts. You know, Sam Martin got more work than he than he normally does. I I just I know the expectations are super high, and I understand that. And I don't think that you know Ken Dorsey is quite at the level of Brian Dable is from what we saw. I know he's a first year offensive coordinator, but I think big picture, they're still one of the best offenses in the league and they're still, you know, scoring enough points every week to win, which brings us to the defense and how they have to do that as well.